Welcome everyone to another episode and another season of Punchline with your host Hannah Flores the Poet. I'm still delivering poetry and perspective for the young and the young at heart every single Friday afternoon. So let's kick off season two. Today on Punchline, I'll be talking a bit more about me and my journey with art to where I am right now today. And stay tuned to hear the interview with my very first guest on the show. You will not want to miss it. I don't know if I've told you guys this or not, but I used to be very shy when I was younger. Class presentations were not my favorite things in the world. And I know that sounds pretty crazy, especially right now, it would be the exact opposite. I love presentations and talking in front of large crowds, but I've always had something that remained constant in my life in spite of that. I've always had my art. Before all of the spoken word, the interviews, and this crazy roller coaster that still is my life this year, I was a visual artist, and I still am. I found a voice through drawing and painting, which eventually led to me finding a voice through my words. Poetry for me has always been like painting, but without the paint, where words are the mediums that I use. All my poems are usually three minutes long for competition purposes, but in that window of just three minutes alone, you can fit three lifetimes. I started out with poetry at 11 years old, and to be honest, I didn't really know what I was doing at the time, but I got up on stage and told my story to the audience anyways, and I haven't looked back since. So here we are today. And if you didn't already notice, I've gotten some great new audio and film equipment to take my platform to the next level, including a new microphone, equalizer, software, all kinds of different things, and I'm very excited to be using them. Only the best for my audience, right? So, um, just the other day, I found a letter that I wrote to myself in grade 6, which was dated back to June 25th of 2015. Wow, that seems like a long time ago, but I guess for the sake of the show, I should probably read it. Dear future Hannah, this year I was an office helper, library helper, dancer, poet, and artist. Summer goals. One, start a YouTube channel. Two, publish my poems. Three, pierce my ears. And four, redecorate my room. Grade seven description. I will have a new wardrobe, hopefully, earrings. I'll have YouTube fans and I will be an official writer slash poet. I wonder who's going to be teaching next year. Sincerely, past Hannah with a heart. And I recorded my height as one meter and 66 centimeters. Wow, (laughs) clearly I've done a lot of growing since then. Like, I am much taller now, but also I'm proud to say that I have actually checked off all of those things on the list and I've done so much more since then. My art is everywhere now in all forms and I've really tried to deliver messages that would spark necessary conversations on different issues. To start out with my films, I thought to myself, well, if my pictures paint a thousand words and my words paint a thousand pictures, then imagine what my films could do. 
So, my award-winning and internationally recognized COVID-19 film of hope, If the World Was a Movie, was born out of this idea, exactly. And art has been scientifically shown to be very therapeutic, as what I've found with the filming process for me. It is all very therapeutic, especially because it's my own work and it's coming from a place of my own emotions that express what's going on in my life and what I'm feeling, what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing. So please, take some time to create, draw, write, sing, play an instrument, dance your heart out, photograph, whatever your muse is, because it'll really help us to come out of a dark place that we could be in right now, but also just to lift our spirits and keep the hope moving throughout our lives and um, I think it's also important for us to indulge in our favorite creator's work as well. So whether that's watching your favorite movies, TV shows, um, listening to music, or even just watching YouTube videos of your favorite creators. All of this will help us to stay happy and keep our spirits up. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. Follow the show on Instagram at Punchline Podcast and the show's host at Hannah Flores the Poet for more weekly updates. Thank you to all my listeners for the support, allowing for the show to continue on with its second season. Much love for you guys. Punchline is made possible by listeners like you. Now, back to the show. Season 2 of Punchline is hoping to bring on featured guests every week, so let me tell you a little bit about my first guest. Meet Joy Shing. She is a 16-year-old student, photographer, and filmmaker from Markham, Ontario, Canada. She loves portrait photography and films that focus on people and the general human experience. This is often a recurring topic in her work, through which she likes to examine and advocate against various societal issues. So, without further delay, here she is. Hi, Joy. Welcome to the show. Hello. Good to be here. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm super excited to have you on the show, and I can't wait for my audience to hear what you have to say. So let's get straight into the questions. A picture paints a thousand words. What does that quote mean to you as a photographer? Well, I think there's a certain expectation that comes with photography that it's already a well-known concept but what that really means personally to me is that these pictures don't always come with instructions or captions or anything like that mm-hmm. it's really versatile in the meaning as in people can interpret however they want so even if i'm the person that took the picture i can still have my own meaning but have it also be interpreted differently by someone else Awesome. I think that makes a lot of sense because while everybody has their own backgrounds and their own perspectives, it's amazing to see what people can take away from your work and other photographers' work as well. So, your projects in 
both photography and film, advocate for the rights of Asian, Canadian, and immigrant communities. Why do you think that people are drawn to artists when it comes to expressing diversity? I guess specifically for the topic of diversity is, I guess it's a sort of universal communication through art, like I mentioned before. And the beauty in that is that it really transcends different languages and cultural barriers. I think specifically for diversity, that's what really draws people together from all over the world. Because art, it conveys a feeling that can't be described by words, but you can understand by looking at what's physically lined on a page, colors on the page. You don't need words for that kind of thing, and that's exactly the purpose. And, um, yeah, it really draws people together who you don't need to speak the same language to understand what they're trying to say. For example, with diversity, we've always had similar experiences with discrimination, and art really is our way of expressing those feelings. So people from a certain group, it's almost like... Together for one another. And again, with 
the whole relationship between older and younger artists and skill levels is that it's a really welcoming presence. It's like saying, hey, welcome to the club. Um, there might be some hardships, but you are here to support you, and I think that's great. It's important not just for people to collaborate within their own mediums or within sub-communities even, within the arts communities, but to expand and network with other people because a lot of great projects can come out of it. So like, um, even with film, teams who work on big projects related to the film industry, I know they have to network with a bunch of people in order to make a film happen in the first place. Um, could you tell me about your work with COVID-19 Photos for Teens and basically explain to my audience what the mission and the vision is behind it all and what it means to you? For those who might not know, COVID-19 Photos for Teens is a photo platform for made by teens or teens of the whole concept that artists And the whole concept behind that was to have a sort of photo platform, especially during the COVID-19 crisis, that spreads the words of fellow photographers, fellow team photographers. So it's a way of kind of supporting the community and also spreading content, giving everything something to look, or everyone something to look forward to, something to do. And it's really the people now coming out of quarantine knowing that you take something we have weekly themes for people, so it's a theme for the photos and, for example, one week to be um, cool national lighting, so people will be submitting photos based on that theme. Mm-hmm. So it's a way of kind of driving the creativity of these photography communities. And it's like, we're stuck here anyway, so why not just do something in a way that benefits everyone? Let's see. So... Another cool fact about you is that you were featured in an article for the Malala Fund, which is amazing, for your recent film, so congrats on that, that's huge. Um, And also, your work has been featured on XQ America, so what has this whole recognition process been like for you? The process for myself? Yeah, like how have you been um, responding to the reactions from people who've seen your work. It's great. Oh, awesome. Yeah, okay. it's been, it's been, it's close to And then these things, um, you don't know what's going to happen until they happen. Um, people are able to see the messages that I want to send out. Definitely. And I really hope you continue doing the work that you do because, um, clearly you're very talented. And, um, so, I guess on that note, what do you hope to accomplish in the near future, like school-wise, um, any projects you've got coming up? What are your short-term, long-term goals? Um, I guess some ideas for the future outside, making it pretty open somehow, but I definitely got some ideas for more films that reflect the quarantine experience. Mm-hmm. Um, one project that I'm really interested in doing is something that leans more towards the photography. Right. Where, since my mom is a frontline worker or in a senior home, I thought it'd be really cool to make a sort of newsletter or a sort of series kind of documenting what goes on in everyday life with 
either photos or testimonies from coworkers or things that get them through the day. So I've been thinking of working on that um, for a while now. So it might come out maybe in the next few months. Okay. It's a nice little collection of awesome. things I had during quarantine for some of my work. Yeah, that was like a little time capsule or like testimony. Okay, well, everybody, please watch out for her upcoming projects. They will not disappoint. What are some things that you enjoy doing during quarantine? Uh, During quarantine, I guess pretty much like everybody else is sleeping a lot, but I can relate. I guess, yeah. No, Wes Anderson? Yes. As a filmmaker? I just binge. Like, it was either four or five of his movies. And then he was one of these. And let me tell you, he was amazing. Oh my goodness. But I watched, I think it was Grand Budapest Hotel, Moonlight Kingdom, uh, The Dark Kingdom, and Minnie Kate, and Oh, and Isle of Dawn. And that was all during, like, a really short time period. So I just kind of binged, like, the entire five. Oh, okay. That's really, I learned a lot from that. And I think the Grand Budapest Hotel novel is my top spot for for the best movie that I've seen. Definitely. I think that was my best experience in So, for my final question, what makes you feel powerful? I guess if you could come up with definition for feeling powerful, there's, there's a certain feeling I get when when I come out with a new photo or I take um, a photo of a person, mm-hmm. if, I, if it's a client shoot or something and if they like the result, they get extremely happy with the results because it's just so positive. I think knowing that I have the ability to do that is really, it's the best thing in the world making someone happy with, with the thing that you enjoy the most. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's really what makes me feel the most powerful. That's awesome. I mean, I think I can relate to that as well through my poetry and um, talking to all types of audiences wherever they are and trying to make them think outside of themselves, but also make them feel like they're a part of something, make them feel happy, like you said. and. Um, Even with this podcast, I'm so glad that I can bring students and youth like yourself onto the show to talk about what inspires them and what makes them happy in their lives and what they're up to. So um, with that note, thank you for being on the show today with me on Punchline. Of course. And don't forget to check out Joy's Instagram account at underscore J-O-Y-X-I-N-G. That's Joy Shing. So also don't forget to check out COVID-19 photos for teens on Instagram. So on that note, do you want to be on the show as a guest like Joy? Then check out my Instagram at Punchline Podcast and fill out the short Be On The Show Google form via the link in my bio in order to be on the show and come have a conversation with me. Well, it looks like you've beat me to the punchline. I'm your host, Hannah Flores, the poet, and thanks for tuning in this week. 
Don't forget to check out my Instagram account that I've already mentioned and the host Instagram account at Hannah Flores the Poet for more weekly updates and behind the scenes. Don't forget to check out my podcast on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's streaming on all platforms, and I'll be delivering you poetry and perspective for the young and the young at heart every single Friday afternoon. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for more guests coming up every week, and have a great day.